Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here to pull a random monster from a random monster manual. Matt, what do we have today? We are looking at the Kobold Press Tome of Beasts, and we are on page 206 if you're following along. This is not one that you're going to get, especially because it's just seems like a random collection of letters all mushed <laughs> together. So I'm just going to uh, read it incorporated right into the flavor text here. Okay. This slight creature resembles a goblin, but its blue skin and the icicles hanging from the tip of its long nose speak to the chilling truth. The Fraugashar are a race of short, tricky, and cruel fey who inhabit cold mountainous regions. Fraugashar have light blue skin, short pointed ears, and needle-like teeth. Delighting in mayhem, they always seem to have devilish grins on their faces. I find Cobalt Press really likes their cold-themed things. Interesting. I think they're... I know they have a... Their universe is, is called Midgard, or one of their universes is called Midgard, and I, there there has to be just like a cold mountain or something. Sure. Because they, they definitely offer a lot of options for that. I find that interesting. You don't usually... Like just a, a, a winter campaign is not necessarily something that first springs to mind. Yeah. So I, I find that to be a really cool way to change things up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is a just a CR 0.5. Okay. 0. 0.5. Uh, 0. All 0.5. Right. One half. So, you know, a very early on in the campaign type thing. Got a strength of eight, decks of 14, con of 12. Int of 10, Wisdom 11, and Charisma is 7, despite its weird appearance. Or, or because of because its, of its weird appearance. Those are those are not terrible. Like, nope. that's the lower end of, of the rolls you want to get, but... Eh, I, For I a .5, you, yeah. yeah, you know. It's got a plus 4 to stealth. Okay. Obviously, the, the damage immunity is cold. Yep. Let's see. The language is sylvan. Right, they're fey. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. 25 movement speed. It has Frostwalker. The Fraugashar speed is unimpeded by rocky, snowy, or icy terrain. It never needs to make dexterity checks to move or avoid falling prone because of icy or snowy ground. Rocky being included in that is interesting. Uh, I guess it's because of mountains. Yeah, right? that, that's kind of what I would say. Just yep. the, the mountain that you were you were discussing before. Yeah. It has multi-attack, which is wow. good for, for that. For a point five, yeah. yeah. One bite attack and one dagger attack is what it says. Okay. Your bite attack is plus four to hit and 1d4 plus two piercing damage on the bite. Okay. What's the, what's the damage the, on the dagger? The dagger is also 1d4 plus two okay. piercing. So just different flavor? Yep. It okay. also has a sling. Which does 1d4 plus 2 bludgeoning. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's uh, death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. However, if you get a whole bunch of these together, then it can... That's true. A pack of them. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And they look... I mean, just from the, the the art here, it looks fairly civilized. So you would imagine there's a yeah. a troop or a tribe or a town of these uh, these creatures running around. Yeah. What What... What makes me want to use this guy? 
Is there anything terribly unique or is it just snow goblin, basically? <sighs> it it looks like a snow goblin, for lack of a better term. Okay. Um, it would be just an interesting I mean we've I think we've talked before in this podcast about finding something different than your standard goblin, your standard dragon, yeah. something like that. Right. And if you're going to be in that cold, snowy atmosphere, this seems yeah. like a really interesting way to kind of change that up besides just blue goblin and yeah, right, you right. know frost dragon or something yeah. like that. So And I, I... We can't – I can't always be looking for a gimmick or something cool. Sure. You know, these guys are point fives. You're going to be throwing a handful at a party of ones or twos. You don't want them to be able to really, like, manipulate movement or sure. or knock someone out or something like that. You know, you, you yep. do need fodder. Exactly. I mean, this is – this isn't even close to the the end goal of what yeah. they're looking at, even in that specific area. Sure. So you're going to need something to warm it up. You're going to, you know, these are the, I'm trying to think, these are the Goombas. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, they, they're not even Koopa Troopas yet. They no. are definitely Goombas. Yeah. They're just running around, chittering and sylvan. And you jump on their heads. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they just kind of go pop. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that redeems them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So how would you use them just early on, just you you come across a town, or is it like the in The Hobbit where they kind of take refuge in the cave and then all of a sudden the goblins? Oh, yeah. What's their alignment? It is uh, neutral evil. Oh. I know. It, I was looking to see maybe you could – Maybe they're a little bit more friend than foe, but I yeah. don't know if, that, if you can get away with that. Well, even neutral evil, if you go in, say you enter the village with a purpose, with like something of value to them, maybe you could get through it, you yeah. know? And that would be an interesting challenge to set up to see if your players take the bait. Sure. You know, if they if they try the diplomacy route. Especially this early on. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I think give them that option of walking through or fighting, and fighting's going to be really hard because it's going to be a full town. Exactly. But don't make it total party kill. Sure. This definitely seems like the kind of creature where the entire town would come out with a dagger. Yes, that's – yep, absolutely. Even the little the little – like children. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they put down their school books and and pick up the nearest shiv they can find. Yeah, yeah. It could be it could be a really fun, interesting little kind of unexpected moment. Yeah, but it's just in the snow, as opposed to it being. Sure. It's just in the snow, and it's less expected because they don't. Your players wouldn't probably wouldn't know what the heck these things are. No, no, so, they look like just fuzzy goblins for sure. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think of of how I would, but you don't have to make it memorable. No, you that's know? true. Not every encounter needs to be the encounter. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. These are these guys are the fodder you have to cut through. Maybe you you come upon a a, a pack of them. 
that are out hunting or something and yep. and they're just your paths just cross as you're trying to get further up the mountain to your destination yeah you know and and nobody does a stealth roll and and nobody tries diplomacy and you, and you end up fighting them and it's just a straight a straight four random. of them two of them are biting two of them are stabbing you with daggers and two of them are throwing rocks from their slings from 30 feet off sure that's about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty standard. This is how you fight different, like a, a larger group and, that have different abilities. You know, yeah, this, right. A, it's a, practice, a little training. This is wheels. your tutorial. Yeah. Are they, do they have any vulnerabilities or immunities or anything like that? Could, uh, to to even for the party to even figure out the immunity is cold, but you could probably figure that out based on the environment. Yeah, you're not using. But beyond ice that, spike. no, there's nothing. Uh... Huh. Okay. So how would you make it? Okay, maybe this doesn't have to be memorable. Maybe the that one specific encounter with the Fraugashar doesn't have to be memorable. But how would you use that as a springboard to make something? memorable would it be making the the mountain or the 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 icy plateau or whatever more like would that be more of a a destination for something like you're you're trying to build up that environment or is this just the through line from point a to point b you're saying the end end game they're going to be on that mountain no, I'm saying, how do you make this mountain or wherever it is they encounter these more memorable than just than just a frog than just a encounter? Ran, random frogshar oh, encounter? Yeah. yeah, like how do you if you're given bland ingredients, how do you turn it into a, a five star dish? Yeah. Well, I suppose. A lot like you said, you don't often think of a, like a winter and icy setting. So that that in itself helps. Mm-hmm. And it's ultimately your end game. So why are they getting up the mountain? What's the what's the purpose at level two? Sure. What's the purpose without it being just a slog of fodder and without throwing something too terribly like really dangerous at them. Yeah. Do you use weather to help with that? If you're in that that environment, so then you have a snowstorm or some sort of just inclement weather pattern that comes in and and makes it memorable so that you're you're maybe you're fighting with a 20% mischance and Oh. Not only that, but you're you're along a, a cliff ledge. Sure. And sure. you're trying to do this. Okay. Well, they they have what is it, Frostwalk or something? Yeah, Frostwalker. Yep, Frostwalker. So terrain terrain would, would make it challenging for sure. Yep. I think I think environment would be the the, the key to that. Okay. And trying to find a way that they can manipulate it to their own advantage would be interesting okay. to create some sort of mini avalanche or something yeah, like that. I, yeah, I think so. Oh, that's interesting. 
an avalanche. So roll roll percentages at the the top of each round. Whether the actions that they've they've taken the previous round have caught would would cause an avalanche. Okay. And then change the DC accordingly, especially if like your Sork is using Thunder Wave or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe Thunder Wave just straight up triggers it. Yeah, that might be one where it just okay, this is cause and effect. Yeah. That could be interesting. Making it making it strategic, not in how do I how do we handle this pack of Fraugashar because they're crafty fighters, but more how do we protect ourselves in the environment while still taking care of the challenge? Sure. And that's a cool idea to to think about from the DM side of what is that? Is it just going to be an avalanche or is it like a, a maybe they're on a a glacier and there's a split yep and if someone if if someone's too heavy or if someone misses and and they if it's if it's bad enough a miss maybe they hit the crack or something like that exactly yeah. or or boom, booming step or something i think that's a higher spell where where they it's like a phase step but they they leave a thunder wave in there yep um, in their wake. I think that's much higher than, than these guys would be though. So yeah, I think, I think environment, I think you hit on it. It, that that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to manipulate it. Or maybe they're in, and this is kind of, this feels like a cop out. Maybe they're in a keep or something and then, but it's like full of traps and things. So it's not just them. You, you're dealing with, not the randomness of like an avalanche or a split, but like traps and things. You're dealing yep. with that kind of environment. Yeah. So basically what what you're getting at, at least what it sounds like, is the Fraugashar needs a complement to make it a memorable encounter. Oh, sure, yeah. It needs the environment. It needs a, you know, a, a keep full of traps. It yeah. needs something around it to make it more than just chum. Yeah. Or humor. That's true. For for these little guys, for 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 goblins, for any little kobolds, things like that, very easy to turn humorous and very easy to make it a fun enough encounter just based on the things that they're saying. Say one has a boot on its head and it's using an icicle and the icicle breaks after it hits you. Things like that. Super fun and easy, especially at that low of a level. It's it's nice to start light. Sure. It is because Presumably, I mean, it doesn't have to be this way, but presumably you are getting more serious the higher you get and the further into the story you get. The stakes are higher. Sure. Yeah. 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 Now, have you – you've played uh, D&D and just role-playing games in general more than I have in terms of the tabletop version for sure. Have you come across players that are resistant to the lighter fare, the humor – or is that kind of accepted, especially at the lower levels? I there's a there there's a caveat to that statement, and it's that 
mo the bulk of my D and D playing was done with the same party. Oh, okay. So even though we played for three years with the same groups of people, it was with varying people swapping out for DMs and various systems as well. So, and so we all kind of developed the same rough DMing style. Okay. And then it's been a smattering of different games here and there. But it's really, I've never had, I've never seen a player who like didn't enjoy it or took yeah. offense. But the the games that I've sat in as a player, generally they were in like pickup groups in, in, a, in a comic store and it's sure. just some schmo and, and they don't have the sense of humor running the game. Gotcha. You know, so it would, so this would be a fight of just like, we're fighting for Fraugashar and it's just bland. Yeah. It's just rolling dice one after another. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The, I, I, the, the humor or the environment, I keep getting the image of, I'm reading the, um, the trilogy based on the movie Willow and I keep, thinking back to Tirasleen, the the castle that they come to that's been abandoned and, yep. and it's overrun by trolls. Oh yeah. These are the trolls in my mind. I can see that. Yeah. And it's it's just a a keep that's maybe they just need to to crash there because the sun is going down and and a snowstorm's rolling in. Sure. So they have they they're forced into this this abandoned keep, but turns out it's not abandoned. Yep. And these little guys are are living in there. Yeah, this is almost the Stark Keep in Game of Thrones, mm, yeah, Winterfell, yeah. This is this is where they would congregate. It's always going to be relatively cold. It's always, yeah, you know, it's it's further up in in uh, elevation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I can easily see that, and maybe they've almost claimed it for their own. Like this is our keep. Oh, this oh, is, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows who built it? Who knows? Who cares? What? Who cares? Who built it? <laughs> yeah. What society was there beforehand? These these guys have have kind of taken it over. Yep. And I could see it being kind of a fun fight in like an old, I don't know, the old throne room, and and yep. when they take them all out, they just chuck their bodies out in the snow, and yep. they, there's a roaring fire there for them. Yeah. That was already that the the Fraugashar had had created, and like yeah. a pig on a spit or something, or some like weird like snow animal on a spit. Yeah. But. It would be very interesting to battle these creatures room by room mm. and just deeper into the keep. You know, obviously you would throw in some kind of pet or something along those sure. lines to break Rats. it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But just kind of a very kind of tactile kind of guerrilla war. Uh-huh. I tend to watch a lot of like old history documentaries and things like that. And it's got a very fighting through the streets of of uh, Berlin and yeah. they're just going from from building to building and just okay we've secured this one move on yep. to the next yep. and and you just very slowly methodically push that line forward exactly yeah and then you end in the throne room with yep. the fire like every other room has been cold and bleak and they had to carry their own torches and freezing and they would run into like a cluster here and there and then they get to the throne room, and it's warm and bright and, and opulent. And, and, and oh yeah, yeah. There's someone like on the throne, p- 
picking his nose and and another one playing the fiddle very badly and yeah yeah you can hear the fiddle from oh yeah like an, an eerie echoey fiddle yeah 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 oh that would be that would be a nice little touch yeah yeah i you know what you, we're we're coming like we usually do yeah we're coming around on on at least some way to use this as yeah. a an encounter for sure. All it takes is that that one nugget to 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 build upon. Yep. You know, I I would be hard pressed to come up with another one for these guys. But again, yeah. they're fodder. You know, it's That's we it. don't have to stretch. Yeah, you just need the one. Yeah. And this is the the winter fell on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Or just wherever. Right. And it would be. I think it would be a fun little thing to to do, especially if. Maybe the the PCs are coming upon this as thinking that it's a a friendly keep. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden they're thrown into this melee of just dozens upon dozens of these. Yeah. And with very little time to rest and very little yeah. time to relax. You know, especially if you get a party that really likes actual encounters and, and yeah. fighting. Yeah. This would be the perfect kind of thing for Absolutely. Them. Yeah, test their test their metal against it. That idea of fi- coming upon the abandoned keep, whatever that doesn't have to be just for the Fraugashar. Take that and drop it in the swamp, and throw in bullywugs, and throw it in exactly. Throw it in the the desert, and it's thrycreen. You know, whatever whatever environment you're using, that's the beauty of of just a generic idea. That half the time it doesn't have to be critter specific exactly you know there are countless literal countless well not literal countless but there are are figurative figurative countless 0.5 and 0.25 and even cr1 creatures take your pick yeah so simple yeah reskin re you know combine whatever the end king of this little society could be just a, a hobgoblin. Yeah. And and there are so many goblin variants and shadow goblins and Svirfneblin and whatever around this level. Just throw the throw the Fraugashar skin on that. Sure. That way it's not just a five dudes with a, a dagger. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Take take the idea of the Fraugashar and go with that. Exactly, yeah. And that's this is a fairly benign creature. I mean, we've we've done yeah. a lot of epic level stuff on yeah. this podcast with, yeah. with different random encounters. It's nice to see something on the other end of that yeah. spectrum so that you can more people are going to see a Fraugashar than they are a right uh, the Apple at Atropel. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to come up with something early on like that. Yeah. Like, the Atropel is easy. It's, yeah, it it does it it's it does its own job. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the Fraugashar, you really gotta think of of a way to work this in. Yeah. Or use this in whatever you're doing, you know, to advance that story, advance that plot, mm-hmm. and really keep your your characters or your PCs invested in the yeah. story. Yeah. You gotta hook them. You gotta hook them hook them early and often. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to get bored. Absolutely. And then they pull out the phone at the table or they they have not thought about what they're going to do 
by the time it gets to their their turn, and it just slows everything down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that that is a tough spiral to pull out of once it gets that far. Yeah, the ennui of of being a player in a less than stellar campaign. It's it's bad for both sides. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's just it's just a crummy crummy situation to be in. Yeah, it's unfortunate, it, and because it's so apparent and so palpable, it's it's demoralizing for a DM oh, yeah, morale to look out and, yeah. and see that. And then you're you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to try too hard to bring yeah, it back. Yeah, course correct, yeah. Or you're going to almost give up yourself. And it's one of those things where you, at that point, find a stopping place and – Hopefully it's not too early on in the session. Yeah, and just say, "All right, we're gonna either we're gonna take a twenty minute break," and at that point you just cram like crazy. Yeah, and try to figure out what you're gonna do, or you just say, "All right, guys, this was this was good. Sorry it didn't uh, didn't end exactly the way we wanted it to, but we're gonna come back in two weeks or yeah. a month or whatever, yeah. and and pick this back up." Yeah, I think. I think taking a break in a game is a is a rarely used tactic, but it's a great way to to do bathroom break, snack break, whatever, but it it it, it clears minds. Yep. It really does. And if you've if you've got a long like 6-hour sesh or something, even a four-hour sesh could oh, yeah. could could be taxing on people, you know? Different people have different attention spans. I mean, you're if you go to your regular office job, you are getting at least one break in the middle of the day, and you should yeah. have, you know, two other breaks sandwiched around that. Yeah. So if you're playing six hours straight, it's it is as mentally taxing as as a lot of you know yeah. jobs that you could have. And and just because, as the DM, you are you're on point the entire time. Oh yeah, but. The other people can still phase out, you know. Yep. So, so take take that into account and and give them that 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 time to Reset. time to clear and give yourself a little break too. Yeah, you know. Well, that's it. it You're like, run, running a game for six hours is is a lot. Like you said, it, the DM is always on point, regardless of who else is doing what. So you you need to take a break and step yeah. back and just okay, what just happened, and that's it too. If don't be afraid to take that step back in the moment too. If something took you off guard and you need a second to figure out, okay, what's what just happened and what happens next, mm-hmm. that's better than throwing out something that will end badly for everybody. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. obviously improv is a uh an important skill to have as yeah. a as a player and as a DM, but Knowing when to apply it is just as important. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes transparency is is good. Like say, wow, you guys wrecked that way faster than I expected. And that's a little like that's a little boost Absolutely. to your players, you Absolutely. know? Like, damn, you guys are really good. I I underestimated you. And you don't necessarily have to say much more than that, you know. Yep. But it's enough to to kind of puff them up and it's an excuse for you to to throw in a break. Yep. You know. Just as a 
an example of that, and I guess as a small aside, we, you and I and a couple of our friends have a game that we do every month, and we've spent the last couple months, it felt like uh, you guys were almost spinning your wheels on this one, what amounted to be a side quest. It's <laughs> the biggest side quest I've ever done. Yes. And you guys wrapped up that side quest within the first half of our session last month. Yep. And you were all just kind of ready to jump right back into that main quest and escalated it to a point where I did not expect. I mean, luckily, by the time we got to that point, it was we were at pushing right around six hours. Yeah. But it that was one of those things where it, we probably were going to have to call it early if if not. Oh, really? There was you guys were getting to to points where I just wasn't ready. Huh. I did, I had not expected to get that far into that main quest by that time. It's like, it snowballed. It happened oh, so it, fast. Yeah. 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 You guys went from you know just kind of the beginning, just fighting the Fraugashar to fighting the end boss within. I mean, it was within two hours. Yeah. The, the end boss for that area. Though. For that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, and it, that was through almost by accident, but through some really good role play too. And I think yeah. that that's what we have uh, lucked out in is we got some really good role players in our, uh, in our game. And uh, I, I was not afraid to call it and say, all right, guys, this is where we're going to end. We'll pick it up in a month. Yeah. We just kind of lucked out that it, it wound up coinciding yeah. with a natural end to the session anyway. Yeah, it was a pretty good button. And that's – I that's a, a, you bring up a good point that role play for – I'm a strong believer in it, and I know DMs and players all have, have different preferences, but role play does not have to be filler in between fights. Nope. It can – it can push a story. You can have an entire session with no fighting at all. I think we averaged like one fight <laughs> in oh, six gosh, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Did we? Yep. We had one fight last time. Yep. Yeah. I think we have about one fight per sesh, but it's, but it's, it's also not, it's not, it's not high fantasy. It's a Western. Correct. So it's not nearly as flashy. Fights are not the That's fights true. aren't the fights aren't flashy, so it's not like oh I can't wait to do this move and this move and this move and this move. The fight is the the and I think it's true true to the time period. The fight's the last thing that I want to do. Sure, I have a little derringer and a sword cane and and four hit points. You know, That's so it. I don't want to get hit. That's the thing, yeah. and I think that almost authenticity of it makes it makes those fights even more special, I sure. guess, when you yeah. are involved in them. That that they've they've made it to that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, the fight that you guys were were partaking in last session, that was the culmination of that side quest. For oh, lack yeah. of a better term. Oh yeah. I I don't I don't see it going any other way. I don't think I could even have talked us out of it. No. Being the the token bard bard in that universe would be the the gigolo actor that i am yeah but yeah i think 
Yeah, I think that is very far off topic. But that's some we we covered some good some good DM stuff and some good some good. Yeah, and it's important because stuff. with something of this nature, something that's just a reskinned goblin, a very low, you know, an eighteen point or eighteen hit point yeah. creature, you need the DM stuff. Yeah, right, right, and and and. Let that point you towards things like this. Don't just immediately skip over the the frogishar or the 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 rat or things like that. Yep. They they all have the possibility. It's it's really it is up to your noggin. Like exactly. DM being a DM requires a lot of thinking, yep. a lot of world building, or it's just straight up fights. Yeah, that's it. And you're just laying out a spreadsheet of this is yeah. the creature. This is their hit points. Ready, set, go. Yeah. And then you might as well just play like Skyrim or something. Yeah. Exactly. But again, some people like that. I'm, I I can't poo-poo it because it's – it's I love the game. The more people playing it, the better, regardless of yeah. how you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bec- because that that can be a a stepping stone. That can be your gateway is, is oh, I like fighting. And then you're with a party one time who – who has a killer RP session, then you see what it's like. Exactly. Just like, like Damon's really opening up. Like he was, he's, I mean, he's still really quiet, but he was even quieter the first session. Yep. You know? So. Exactly. And so. he is the one that consistently throws a monkey wrench out role-playing wise. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're a, a very, a seasoned player. Yeah. John, another member of the party is a very seasoned player, but it, it is nine times out of ten. It's going to be Damon that just yeah. throws something out that I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, yeah. Now I think I... you can probably expect everything that I'm going to do. You you manipulate me knowing exactly what I'm going I, to do. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> but John, like, he is he is soft and rarely spoken. Yep. And but it's always every... a surprise, and it's always with a purpose. Yeah. There's something going on. In his in his mind in his character sheet that he yeah. is there's a, there's a long game yeah. with him and Ian does a, a really good he's coming around really well with his role playing mm-hmm. and like I said before we're we've been blessed with a really awesome group of guys that are doing this and it it just shows that if you play together and you you play to each other's strengths that it doesn't matter if you're facing a Fraugashar or you're facing a dragon. Or a dragon, even. Oh, you know? Oh, the dragon. <laughs> um, it always comes back to the dragon. It does. But as as long as you are playing together and you're all in it for the same thing, just to have a good yeah. time. If you're not munchkining, if, if you don't have exactly. a munchkin in the party. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're, it's going to be fun for everybody. Yeah. I cannot, we haven't played too many sessions, but I can honestly say I've never walked away from one thinking anything like anything but. That was awesome. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. You know, I wish they would come back tomorrow. Yeah, it's so. it is that is the beauty of this game. Yep. It's it is the beauty of collective storytelling and communal narrative. Communal yeah. uh cooperative. Cooperative yeah. play. Yeah. I love cooperative play. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sure I, I have a general idea of how you're going to rate this, but one to ten nose icicles. No, oh, I forgot about that detail. That's the best detail on this guy. Little nose icicles. That's great. 
nose icicles, I would give him two. Is three too much? You would go with two, wouldn't you? I would go with two, but I find him to be more interesting than than the dragon. Right. So I would say maybe three as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot of potential there. There's no real story hook. The The idea that we came up with could be put anywhere with anything. So sure. it's, not, it's not like this in and of itself created something for us. Sure. That being said, I don't think we had any ideas for the Dragon. No, I think we just... I think the most intriguing part was it had a flyby attack or something, yes. but that's it. Yeah, I don't think we even tried with the dragon. No. So I'll give this. I'll give. Mm, I don't want to keep. I don't want to keep going too high. You know, I don't want to. No, I don't want to push the curve. Yeah, it's up to you. I asked I'll, you. So you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll give him. I'll give him three because he's a good trusty peon. Fair enough. Because we need trusty peons. And that's that's my job. God bless America. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that is it for this week. The Fraugashar. What do we say? Three, three nose icicles for three the Fraugashar. Uh, come on back next week for another random monster from a random monster man. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then.